Welcome to the third episode of Down the Beaten Shaft. I'm your host, Colin. Everybody knows me by now, hopefully. Um, Today, we're going to be doing a Halloween special, actually, for my return back to my podcast. Um, I haven't been very good about doing any episodes recently. Um, Recently started a new job and all this, so I haven't had time to put into that, especially with COVID. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to put into my podcasting, but I decided a good comeback would be on Halloween. Um, Everybody loves this holiday because it's horror-filled and there's a lot of things you can do, um, from horror movies to video games to going out to uh, pumpkin patches or even corn mazes. So I figured, you know what, this is a good time while everyone's in a festive mood to make my return to my podcast. And today, I actually have my fiancé on with me. And I thought that she'd be a good addition to this Halloween episode because she loves horror. She loves movies. Uh, she loves horror movies. She loves classic horror movies. And she she has a lot to say. And I think you guys would like what she has to bring to the table. So thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you. I'm excited to talk horror, honestly. Yeah, of course. It, it's 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 honestly a, it's a new topic for me. I'm not crazy into horror. Um, so I figured, you know, this is going to be a little bit out of my comfort zone. So I might as well bring someone who's really into this kind of stuff. So first off, what I mean, what, what is your favorite part about Halloween? What are you excited for this year? What excites you when you start th- when we start leading up to the days of Halloween? you know when it hits October you know people are always talking about Christmas lights and whatnot but what excites you about getting up to October and getting up to the days of Halloween honestly it's the one thing that I can say throughout my entire life has been the horror movies and the movies that revolve around Halloween Uh, pretty much my entire life has just been the Halloween movies it's the one thing that I can say that kind of spreads throughout my entire life as the magic of Halloween kind of goes away without trick-or-treating or anything. And I agree with you, you know, horror films kind of kept that magic alive for from our transition from trick-or-treating and getting candy into adulthood, you know what I mean? It kept that magic alive, that Halloween that is hard to keep, especially from such a drastic change from trick-or-treating into fucking horror flicks. So, so on that note, what is your favorite horror flick? Silence of the Lambs by far. I mean, I have... A tattoo on my hand so it, it's kind of just right out there for everyone to see well what is the tattoo of why did why why did you choose to get one of the silence of the lambs i have one of the moth uh going onto my hand and going towards a flame it was pretty much one of the first horror movies that really drew my attention i don't know if i would necessarily call it a horror movie it was more suspense but everything about it just how hannibal was was just so different from anything else I had ever seen that it just drew me in. And Buffalo Bill is really cool, and his house is up for sale now, and I want it, so... Yeah, and see, I'm on the complete opposite spectrum. My favorite horror films, if you could even consider a horror film, my favorite horror films are, you know, The Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, The First Evil Evil Deads, Evil Dead 1 and 2, up to Army of Darkness. It's... It's like, like I said, it may not be considered a horror film, but it changed horror for me. Like, you know, it, you watch Blair Witch or you watch Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street or any of the Freddy, Jason, whatever movies, you know, and those are scary. You know, those are supposed to make you feel something. And being that those are 80s horror films, you know, they're, they didn't have CGI. They had very limited whatever. 
uh, moving into modern day technology for movies, it was very, it was hard to look back on that and see it as scary. And when I watched the Army of Darkness films, um, rather the Ash films, I should call them, the Ash films, they, they took horror in a completely different direction. They say, you know, we know that this is silly. We know that this looks silly, you know, but we're going to add a little bit of comedy to this. And that's, that's what, that's, that's what I love so much about it is that it is technically considered a horror film. If you watch the first one, it was not supposed to be comedic in any way. And the second two films took it and said, you know what, we're going to add a little bit of comedy to it. And that's what made it so special to me that separated it from all the other 80s, 90s horror films was the fact that it, it felt like its own genre of horror or subgenre of horror, if you will. You know, and that's, that's, that's what I would really like to talk about today is horror films. Like, that's, that's really what was leading us into what I really want to discuss, um, which was recently we watched Cannibal Holocaust. And that was completely game-changing for me on a sense of horror, on a sense of, holy shit, I'm fucking disturbed now. And, I, you know, I don't have nightmares very often from movies like that, but that one was nightmare fuel. It was absolutely petrifying. What did you think about watching Cannibal Holocaust? There were a lot of disturbing scenes in it, but it kind of breaks my heart or makes me sad that it wasn't technically supposed to be a horror movie it had a message behind it but with all of the gore and all of the sexual scenes and just how outgoing it was it completely took away from that and that's not what people are talking about with it but it was insane it was hard to watch but don't go looking for it if you're squeamish pretty much yeah, so for you, those of you that don't know, uh, Cannibal Holocaust is a movie that came out in 1980 in America, and it's about some people that go to uh, the Amazon rainforest to go see or interview or capture some footage of a cannibalistic tribe that's out in South America, right? Um, and they're having this kind of turf war, so they wanted to go interview it because they heard about it. Um, it kind of doesn't go the way you expect. Um, I'm not going to say anything more. That's just kind of the premise of the movie. But it is known as one of the most controversial movies, let alone horror movies, ever. You know, it, 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 it was controversial because they used real animals. When they, you know, the animals really died in the making of that movie. They actually killed living animals. Um, these, like you said, the sexual, the sexual intimacy scenes, if you can even call it that, really they are, they're, they're rape scenes. Um, and I hate to say that, but they are. And you know, that those were captured and they felt real. Um, the gore felt real. The, uh, the, the way the characters reacted and the way whatever, you know, it might be 80s, so it might be a little bit out of date, but it doesn't take away from that feeling of, wow, this is in our actual world. You know, these tribes do actually exist. Whether or not this is a rendition of it or actual footage, it's not actual footage, but whether it's a rendition of it, it still makes it feel real, you know? And that was what made it so game-changing to the point where even the, even the director was arrested for counts of homicide, you know? Because people, when it had released in theaters, people actually believed that these actors died. That's how well the killings, that's how well... Um, they were portrayed in the movie, you know, and it, that he was a, a charged with also obscenity for the rape scenes. People thought that he actually had these actors sexually abused in ways and the, uh, the animal killings. Everybody knew that those were actual animals. And if you watch it, you will know exactly what I mean. Um, it is not for the light. It's not for the faint hearted. You know, it's a very graphic, very disturbing movie, which is why we decided to watch it because it was so controversial. And I happen to love it. I don't know if you liked it or not. What do you think about it? 
I did. I really enjoyed it. I hate to say that because it makes me sound crazy, like a psychopath. But I was drawn to it years ago when I found out it was banned in 53 countries. It's, it's amazing that a movie could be that terrible. And not terrible in a bad way, but just... Like menacing. Yeah, screwed up that it's banned in 53 countries. Uh, the director also made uh, the actors go into hiding for a year, made them sign a contract, so everyone legitimately thought they were dead. Not only that, but this came out before Blair Witch. This was one of the first, if not the first, I'm pretty sure, found footage film created. Yeah. And that's what that's what adds to that level of horror. You know, I wasn't born in the 80s, so it has a different effect on me now. I know that all found footage films are a level of BS at this point. Um, but even looking at it, that this was the first rendition, they did really well for trying to capture a movie about, well, half the movie, about these people that, you know, this was on their camera reel. These were real people, you know. They, they tried to recreate that and make it feel as real as possible. You know, and, and other movies like Blair Witch took that further. And I honestly think Blair Witch is, for better terms, scarier than Cannibal Holocaust. But what made Cannibal Holocaust so different from other horror films um, and other slasher and gore films was its level of realism. It felt real. The gore, the special effects felt so real it looked real you know at some points i was looking at it like wow that's that is an actual dead body whether or not it was i don't know but it looked real you know it looked very real the decay the um you know the maggots and the way that the skeleton looked it just it looked real you know and when people in the movie um were doing other things to each other like killing or whatever you know it it looked real and it, it didn't, it wasn't slowed down. There was no music, like thriller music, as if it's like, you know, it's, you know, something's about to happen. It's building suspense. It just happened. You know, it just, it just popped out of nowhere. This, these things just happened in that movie. And it added that realism that made it disturbing instead of scary. And disturbing is a whole level different than scary because it makes you feel human. It makes you feel like, oh my God, this might be real. Or, wow, that is a terrible thought versus that is a terrible thing to see you know and all like scream films or freddy krueger you know they're getting cut and slashed and whatever torn apart and it's like wow that's gruesome to look at what made can uh, cannibal holocaust different was that it was gruesome to think about would you not agree well yeah and pretty much what you were saying about how realistic it was during a certain part of the movie, you mentioned exactly what body part they were eating because it looked exactly like it. And there's a lack of horror movie cliches that you see in every horror movie. I think that's what made it feel the most real is just there weren't any cliches of someone trying to run and unlock a door or running upstairs. It was something that could legitimately happen. Yeah, and, and like, like you said, there is no damsel in distress. There is no, oh, this person could potentially get away, and oh my god, you know, they're going for this, and they could kill the killer now, or they can get back at the killer. That's not a thing in this movie. The, the movie didn't give you any sense of hope that there was going to be an ending that was lighthearted, or an ending that made sense, or left it on a good note, or even a cliffhanger. Well, and one of the best parts, too, is you don't know who the protagonist is and you don't know who the antagonist is. It's pretty much just kind of there, cut and dry. It is what it is. You don't know who is good and bad in this movie. 
And I almost feel like I have to go back and watch it through because it was so hard to understand without the presence of a protagonist and antagonist. The movie had such a good way of keeping a neutral state between all of the characters involved that it that's what defines it so well from other horror films. It was it was nitty gritty and had everything that a regular horror film does from gore to a story, but it had that that gray area where there was no characters that you could relate to. There was no characters to where you could tell, you know, oh, go hide in the closet and do this. You know, there was no one you were rooting for. And that's what made it so different from other horror films. Yeah, and it makes me want to watch Green Inferno, which I know is inspired by it. But at the same time, I'm not sure if it's going to give me the same effect because he got in so much trouble with this movie with Cannibal Holocaust that... It's obviously not going to be up to that par of gore and misery, almost. And I would highly recommend that if you have not seen Cannibal Holocaust, um, you you do. It's a very interesting movie. It's very different. Um, It is not for the faint of heart, though. It is very gory. There are, again, like I have said before, like we've said, there are animals, real animals that die in that film. There are scenes that are very uncomforting. Um, there are scenes that are very sexually explicit um, and very gory. So anybody that has problems with those, you know, it's it's not for you. And that's okay to admit. This is not a movie that you can, you know, I'm not going to call you any names because you didn't watch it. It is a very hard movie to watch. So if you don't, if you don't think that that's up to you or if you don't think that you are ready for something of that next level of horror, then don't watch it. But I I think it was an easy 8 out of 10. I loved it personally. Um, and if you watch it, I'd like to, I'd like you guys to, you know, let me know what you thought about it because it is such a weird movie. Um, on that note, what are some movies that you would recommend for anyone that's uh, looking for some new horror flicks to watch on Halloween? I mean, this one's technically not new, but Psycho is always... A classic to watch. It's one of the best movies ever made. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock, of course, and it pretty much recreated horror as a whole. So that's a big one that Halloween night, just sit down with the kid, the candy that you're going to give to the kids and watch Psycho. I was going to recommend Blair Witch, but I don't even think I can recommend that. You know, it's not, it's, it is a horror film and it is very scary, but it's, it follows the same premise of like, um, a found a found footage film, kind of like Paranormal Activity. Like to me, those aren't the kinds of movies you're supposed to be watching on Halloween. You know the 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 classic '80s. You know even Hocus Pocus, not technically a horror film. You know, but that is technically you know a Halloween film. Or um, going you know going back to like Halloween and um, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Like those slasher. Like, you know, kind of cruddy, cheesy 80s horror films. Those are the kinds of things you're supposed to watch. Um, Things about people getting, like, torn apart. Killers, knives, chainsaws. You know, that's that's what Halloween is for me. And I don't know if that's what it is for everybody else. But that's why I'm almost hesitant to recommend any movies about ghosts specifically. Like, killers and, you know, werewolves. And even, like, Teen Wolf, you know. Or uh, Wolfen... What is that movie? I think it's... uh, Wolf in London? Werewolf of London. Werewolf of London. You know, I've seen that movie. Um, But my point is, is that that's, you know, it's werewolves and ghouls and goblins. And, you know, ghosts just don't really do that kind of scary Halloween vibe for me. It's always been about the killers and watching people, regular teenagers, you know, wearing their high school jackets. And, you know, they're just getting tormented by a, a slasher, you know. 
I liked Hocus Pocus, but okay. <laughs> Hocus Pocus was good, but it's just, you know, Halloween is, for me, it's about being scared. And that's what it is for a lot of other people. So recommending Hocus Pocus, you know, I, I feel like everyone's seen it at this point, but recommending Hocus Pocus feels kind of futile to me. And he, again, recommending Blair Witch, like that's just, it was creepy, but you know, at, at the same time, watching someone snot all over the camera was like, you know, you know, I'd rather watch someone bleed all over the camera. You know, that's, that I want to feel scared. I want to feel like, ooh, you don't want to cringe. And so you're more of a slasher fan than you are any of the other sub sub genres, right? Yeah, you know, I, I like. I mean, slasher films are probably my favorite. That's why I adore Army of Darkness and whatnot. Is because it's just it's so. It's so cheesy, but it still keeps that slash, and he's got a chainsaw on his hand, you know, and he's got his boomstick, um, and you know that it just, you know, it has that, it has that. I'm gonna rip limb from limb, and I'm gonna cut you into pieces, and that's what I mean. Tell me not, Freddy Krueger has blades for hands. He cut people. He slashed people. Um, Jason Voorhees, he had a machete. He cut people. He chopped people. He slashed people. Um, same goes for Michael Myers. He had a big kitchen knife. He cut people. He stabbed people. He mutilated them. Like that's that's a common thing that it makes you cringe when you think about getting stabbed or getting sliced or being cut or whatever you know. And that's that's what Halloween has kind of become for me as slasher makes you feel weird makes you kind of cringe makes you like oh i don't want to get stabbed i hope these people aren't real you know like it has that really ominous vibe to it i can see that with the sense of realism and realizing hey more so than the ghosts and wishes that it can happen to you i see that because it's has adds a little extra level of fear i personally for me at least it depends on the subgenre of horror. I have a favorite movie in every single one. So I can't really pick. You have to like ask me specifically which one that you want me to talk about. Yeah, and you know, I, it's just not my personal preference. I don't like watching movies about ghosts and ghouls and goblins. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit down on Halloween night and watch Legend with Tom Cruise. You know, like, it, that technically is about devils and witches and, it, you know, unicorns or whatever. But that's it. it's not something I'd watch on Halloween. I want something that'll make me cringe and something that when I first watched it, you know, when I first sat down and watched that specific movie, it made me horrified as a kid. You know, I had nightmares about it. And, Given I don't get nightmares from that kind of stuff any, anymore, it's still nostalgic. And that's what I like about it. You know, um, uh, my buddy Eric, Eric over at BitFaced, he, um, he does nightly posts um, on his Facebook page, BitFaced, and he talks about um, movies that he's watching that night. He, he gives two of them. And I'm not afraid to admit that <laughs> some of them I don't know um, because they're, again, I don't like movies about ghosts or. Um, like paranormal activities or go or ghouls or whatever you know it's it's not my forte for halloween and i realize that you know that maybe that is for other people but me personally not so much well what do you think about i am legend then like zombie movies i am legend i, I see i don't consider that to be much of a horror flick for halloween you it's know that it, 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 it for the time maybe but it, it's for me that's not much of a Halloween film, you know. I mean, the the movie Halloween with my um, with Michael Myers, that's it takes the plot takes place on Halloween, you know. They they it's it's just a common theme. Like these movies have been set in stone 
with Halloween, in my opinion. You know, when I think of Halloween, it's Jason Voorhees and um, Freddy Krueger. It's Ash from Evil Dead. It's uh, Michael Myers. It's all these slasher killers and, you know, creepy stuff like that. I'll even go as far to say it's Exorcist. And Exorcist, or The Exorcist is a perfect horror film. I love it, you know, but it, those have just been engraved with Halloween. I grew up my entire, this entire life. You know, seeing those costumes in stores and, you know, my parents talking about those specific films and seeing all these other potential, you know, directors trying to make renditions of it or trying to do a rehash of it, you know, because those are just perfect horror films. And those kinds of horror films with or slasher flicks with that notoriety are meant to be watched on Halloween, the scariest day of the year. I mean, that's fair, but I'm just saying Halloween needs to die. That's my personal opinion, and I don't know if people are going to get mad at that, but how many times Michael Myers gets out of a situation that he shouldn't get out of, that he should have died because he's a human being. So you meant, you meant Halloween the movies, not the actual day. Yeah, Halloween oh, okay. the movies. I'm sorry. No, because I just watched the most recent one, and he was locked in a burning basement, and he shouldn't have gotten out of that, but oh, here's the last scene. He's disappeared. He's a human being. He That's no... Yeah, but see, that's what keeps those movies alive. Like, I understand that, you know, from the very first Halloween movie to the modern day ones, you know, the ones that was released a couple years ago, they don't... It, you, you can see the degradation. They're getting unoriginal, and they're following the same plot, and it's getting older, but that doesn't take away from the fact that, like, ooh, those killers are still out there, you know? And that's, that's what I like about it, you know? How many Freddy Krueger movies were there within a decade span? There was a lot, but it felt okay with me. Like, oh, Freddy should have been gone from nightmares, but Freddy is eternal. Freddy can't die. You know, he haunts your nightmares, you know? Um, and same with Jason. Jason, you know, they've, they've done plenty of remakes with Jason where like, you know, oh, he's just a boy that died in the lake and then he comes back and kills these people and they end up stopping him. Like there's the uh, movie where, where Jason's in the future. I don't think I've ever seen that one, but um, he's in the future. I mean, what, what, what kind of shit is that? You know, but they were trying to change it up. And nowadays they're kind of losing that originality, which is why I say, hey, I'm just going to go back and watch the original films, you know, the first, the first movies or the sequels to them because those were when they were at their truest original form. Well, and I think that's why I like Scream so much, though, is that they kind of revitalized what slasher's mo slasher movies are today. It pretty much just goes and it takes all of the horror movie cliches and it bases the movie specifically around that. I think Scream is probably the best slasher movie because of that. Yeah. Is there any other movies that you recommend? I mean... I, I, I really would like to say Blair Witch, but I think I'm actually going to go with The Evil Dead. I've brought it up a ton during this podcast. It's just because it has a special place in my heart. If you're looking for something a little bit, you know, slower paced, kind of comedic, you know, but still at the same time, like very slasher-esque, I, I, I'm going to have to go with Evil Dead if uh, that's probably what you're going to want to watch. I pretty much have Psycho, Nightmare on Elm. I really enjoy the classics more than anything. Silence of the Lambs, that's one that I watch every single year. Halloween night, I sit down and I watch Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, I, I just, all of those are pretty much my favorite. Scream, pretty much every one that I've mentioned are my big ones for Halloween day and night. Yeah, and, and even if you guys aren't into those kinds of movies and you want to watch something a little bit more modern, um, the new season of uh, 
Haunting of Hill House just came out. You know, Blind Manor just came out. And that, you know, we've been watching that and I consider that to be pretty scary. Um, there's other ones such as like Sinister. I like that. They had Sinister 1 and they had Sinister 2. They also had um, Insidious. There's tons of movies on Netflix, Netflix originals actually, that are kind of creepy. You know, even Veronica. I watched that. The whole movie's in Spanish. Made no sense, but it was still creepy to me. You know, and I, I if you if you like those more modern films... Definitely go to Netflix. You know, it has a wide range of new stuff that isn't really trying to copycat original 80s horror, you know? Yeah, well, and The Conjuring's really good, too. That's another one that, if you like the modern days, that was the first one, first horror movie I've ever really watched and actually enjoyed. I do like The Conjuring, too. I was, like, I don't know, 13, going to a old movie theater that was replaying old movies, I'd never seen a horror movie before, and I was terrified of all of them, and that one got me. And, you know, I think that's like a perfect segue into our next really quick topic. Um, I work tomorrow night, unfortunately. We are recording here on October 30th. Tomorrow is Halloween, um, and I don't work. I do, unfortunately, work tomorrow night. So what, do you, what, what are you going to be watching any horror films while I'm gone or anything like that? All night with both locks on the doors. <laughs> what do you plan on watching? Silence of the Lambs. I mean, pretty much all the same ones. I am going to watch Hocus Pocus. I'm sorry, but that's a classic for me. I've watched it every year ever since I can remember. It's a good movie. It's a really bad movie the older you get, but it's a really good movie. Out of all the movies you know that I've seen that are horror or um, perfect for Halloween, what would you recommend I watch tomorrow night while I'm on my shift? The Conjuring. The Conjuring. I've already uh, seen The Conjuring, though. Texas Chainsaw. Is one of I've, your big ones. I, I watched Texas Chainsaw recently. Actually. I know, but watch it again. Well, the, well, the old edition or the new edition? The old. The yeah, old. I, I honestly did not like the new edition. It, it was a little bit too uh, off topic. They added new characters, added a story. I kind of liked it. The original kind of very big spaces in between each time someone died. But um, that's kind of, it's a little bit off topic. Um you know, if I'm being honest, I don't think you should watch Silence of the Lamps. You've watched it so many times over and you haven't, I'm going to call you out, I'm going to call you out on podcasts, you haven't seen Army of Darkness. You have to see those films. It is It is just, it's a perfect Halloween movie. It really is, in my opinion. Is there the same amount of claymation, though, as Evil Dead 2? From what I remember, there is a little bit of claymation, but it's more about, you know, the fact that you know, ashes back in time now, back in the 1300s. It's, there's a lot more um, cast, you know, there's a lot more people and um, the effects are a little bit better, you know. So I, I, I know you don't like Claymation, but it, it's, it's a little bit different with Army of Darkness because the original two Evil Deads carried the same premise of, you know, there's, there's something in the woods and it's going to come get us and it has that weird, creepy, oh, this is disturbing. It, makes, it turns a human into like this weird, possessed, whatever, you know, versus Army of Darkness, it kind of strays away from that a little bit and it goes back into medieval times with Ash. I'm not going to spoil anything, but Ash, as you saw at the end of Evil Dead 2, goes through that weird time portal back to the 1300s where, you know, these those monsters are all kind of all over the place and Ash is this person from the future trying to stop them. So there's not as much claymation, but you you know, knowing the the consistency of those movies from the first sec or the first film into technically the sequel but a remake of the first film, they they kept the claymation. You know, they kind of stray away from that. 
I hope so, and I'll give it a chance. My whole thing is if I'm gonna watch a claymation movie, I'm gonna watch a Tim Burton movie. I'm gonna watch Coraline, or I'm gonna watch The Corpse Bride, or I'm gonna watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. I Claymation and me don't mix very well. And you know, I understand that. Um, but someone like yourself who indulges in these older horror films... It, it's kind of a must in my opinion, you know, you kind of have to see those Ash movies, you know, they're just, they're just that little cherry on top of the 80s, that's like, you know, it just, it, those movies just ride in their own, in their own kind of wave, you know, alongside all the original slashers. Like I said, I'll give it a shot, and I feel like I can't call myself a horror movie buff because I don't necessarily like the Evil Dead franchise, but... How dare you? How dare I? How many of the Psycho movies have you seen? I've seen the first one. I didn't even know there was more. There were two more. I didn't know that. Well, they're in color, so they don't count, but... Yeah, I lost my interest right there. <laughs> Claymation loses mine, so we're on even ground now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just... Evil Dead, again, it, it's, it's so... I don't know. The fact that you haven't seen it just... It irks me in such a weird fucking way. Eric would be pissed at you, too. Eric would be no. upset with you. Not Eric. I don't want to piss off Eric. You, oh. I'm fine with. Eric, no. Oh, he'll listen to this. He'll know. Um, I'll watch it tomorrow, I promise. I hope so, because I feel like you would enjoy it. As much as you hate the claymation, I feel like you'd actually enjoy it. And, then, I mean, even people who are listening, if you have not seen the Ash Evil Dead movies, there are three of them. There's the first Evil Dead, which is kind of its own little ordeal. You know, it's going to be a little bit odd watching it the first time. Um... The second film is a remake, technically being a sequel in a really weird way, you know, like a weird step-cousin kind of way. Um, while the, the, third, the third installment, the uh, Army of Darkness, kind of changes it up a little bit, and that's what just makes it so interesting to me. So yeah, uh, the horror movies that we would recommend, definitely. Um, she said Psycho. Um, Psycho is a really good one. I do have to agree with her on that. That is just a fucking original like a black and white nitty-gritty original it's it's gonna be awkward because it's so old but i i happen to adore it i know you do too it changed horror as we know it with the sexual scenes of um she showed more skin than what you've ever seen and just everything about it was just so fresh and new for the horror genre that it it's a must watch if you haven't seen it it hurts my feelings personally just like Ash Evil Dead but not <laughs> the second one that we uh the second one that we recommended um was you know something like Blair Witch if you're into the more ghouly kind of ghost and paranormal stuff Blair Witch was terrifying I remember the first time that I watched that I had nightmares and still to this day it gives me the chills despite everything coming out that it's not real and you know it was produced and um, it, it it still was a terrifying film um, and if you're like into the lighter-hearted stuff there is always a Ugh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, there is always Hocus Pocus. There is the original Cartoon Network. Um, what is that? What is that one? Scary Witcher? Godmother. Scary Godmother. You can <laughs> I watch found it. If you want to watch Scary Godmother on Halloween, I, I, hats off to you. I couldn't do it. Well, okay, so there's another one, and people might shit on me for this because it's not the most liked movies in the world, but Van Helsing. I have it on DVD. I love that movie. Are you talking are you talking about the one with uh the one with the uh, Hugh Jackman? 
And Kate Beckinsale. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I might have to make you take that back. That's not much of a horror film, in my opinion. Stonehurst Asylum was also really good, though. It has Kate Beckinsale in it, and it's kind of a mindfuck, so... I think that was on... It was on Netflix a few years ago, so it's probably not on there now. But if you can find it, I highly, highly recommend that one. Yeah, and it, you know, uh, another one that I am going to have to bring up is any of the Stephen, any of the Stephen King movies. You know, from uh, The Mist to uh, you, you know, earlier you were saying that you think that uh, you think that The Shining is a Christmas movie, and I agree with you on that. But it, it technically is a horror film, therefore I would list it underneath a good contender for any of these other films you recognize for a Halloween movie night. The Shining is a year-round film. I will watch it for New Year's. I will watch it for Halloween. I will watch it for Christmas. I will watch it for the 4th of July. It's a good movie. <laughs> it really is. Um, and, you know, we're probably going to end it on that note. You know, you have a list of uh, Silence of the Lambs. You have Blair Witch. You have Psycho. You have the Army of Darkness film. Well, the Ash... I don't know why I keep saying Army of Darkness. The Ash films. Um, you have um, Hocus Pocus. Uh, you know, the original slashers. Uh, you know... Uh, Freddy Krueger, The Nightmare on Elm Street, you have Friday the 13th, you have all those rich Scream, Halloween, you have all those originals that you can watch. Um, so I hope that maybe we could give you a little bit of uh, choices that you could, you know, with stuff you could do on your Halloween night. I mean, is there anything else you'd like to add? Van Helsing is a good fucking movie, and no, I will fight you. No, it's not. It's not a good movie. Do not watch it on your Halloween. I promise I'm saving you the time. <laughs> watch it the day after. It's, like, not top priority, but it's still good. See that? I'll endorse that. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Either way, um, thank you guys for tuning in so much uh, for this episode. You know, it's a very special episode. It is my return back to my podcast, and I would lo- I love that I was able to give you guys uh, something to listen to on Halloween. Um, at this point, I am going to kind of give you guys a little bit of update towards what's going on with my podcast. Um, I, I am having a baby boy soon, so I am going to be a little bit more busy um, with my, you know, I have to be very specific about what I do with my time. Besides that, I am really, really looking forward to the release of Cyberpunk. Um, unfortunately, it got delayed back until, uh, I think, but no, uh, December 10th from uh, November 19th. And that's really unfortunate, but that is a game that I have been chasing for eight years. Um, I would really like to do a video review potential on it. I will be streaming it a lot. Um, That is going to be the next big thing for me, podcasting-wise, streaming-wise, anything involving me-wise. You know, and I like to keep you guys entertained, so I want to keep you guys updated on that. Any other news you will be able to find on my Facebook or any other form that you have, uh, social media that you have me on, such as Instagram or even on Snapchat. Um, If you guys don't already follow me on Facebook or any other form of social media, I highly recommend that if you'd like to be updated or see any upcoming posts about my next podcasting episodes, I would definitely recommend going to follow me. The name is the same, Down the Beaten Shaft. Um, This episode, I also mentioned Eric. So Eric and Tyler over at BitFace, they are way better than me at doing this. And I would recommend to go see what they do over there on their page because I happen to love what they do, and I feel like if you guys like what I do, you guys would splooge for what they do. Um, either way, I also had Bailey on my stream today, my own fiance, and she has a YouTube channel that I will link down in the description that you guys can go view and see uh, see for yourselves. She does videos about serial killers or true crimes or thing that things that are actually true that have happened when it comes to things like horror. And one last side note before we end this, uh, Leiden Katarn recently released his newest EP, Azrael, 
And I think that you guys would really go like that. He is a personal friend of mine. Um, he does do hip hop and pop and all sorts of other kinds of genres of music. So I'd recommend going to give him a listen. He, I am also going to be linking his music down in the description if you would like to go give that a shot. Besides that, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Thank you for having me. I want to do more if people like me. <laughs> yeah, of course. I would love to have you on more. And we will. Do, I think that they would like to have you on more too. So thanks again. Thank you. Of course. And on that, we are going to end this episode of Down the Beaten Shaft. Um, again, go follow me on Facebook or anything if you guys would like to see any upcoming posts for my next future podcasts, whenever that may be. Thank you.